coming to you from Eternally Bored Productions. This is the horror podcast by fans, for fans, and about fans. Once again, I am your host, Sam Carlson, and look, no witty opening again. So you're joining us, and we are starting the first week, hopefully, of February, which is going to be Love Hurts Month. Hashtag it on Twitter. You can follow us at Sheebie anywhere on Instagram as well, also Facebook. And today we are talking about 2013's The Conjuring, directed by James Wan. And today I have my friend Mark Adams from high school. Another high school friend, guys. Mark. Yes. <laughs> who are you? And how, well, I know who you are. How yes. did you get in this apartment? Um, so met you in high school and kind of just actually, I, I think we've run into each other over and over and over. That's true. And so um, you've always been a huge horror fan and I've been a horror fan since like age of five. Same. We're, we're around the same age, so probably our parents just put on a horror movie, said, look, colors, and walked away. Actually, yes. Yeah. Were you class of 2003 or 2002? I forget. Three. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's right. I was a year ahead slightly. Yep. Yep. You were the cool older kids. That- Hardly. <laughs> we were just the, we were the leftovers that, no, that none of the other cliques actually <laughs> absorbed, so we would just hang out, the, hang out in front of that library all the time. Yeah. That was it. And slowly it got like bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah, I think we ended up taking over the nurse's office a couple of times. and Yeah. Because it was right outside that door with the nurse's office and the teacher's lounge. And, uh, uh, yeah, good times. I bet none of that still exists anymore. I mean, data is the only thing that still exists at Roosevelt. Yeah. No, yeah, they, everything else is gone. They just absorbed out like a zombie outbreak. Uh, so also, you know, you gave me uh, the first book in Laurel K. Hamilton's Anita Blake Vampire Hunter series, Guilty Pleasures, mm-hmm. uh, for Christmas. Because I remember you gave everybody Christmas presents. I think uh, Sarah got, uh, our friend Sarah got uh, the one of Isaac Asimov's books. Yeah. Yeah. But that was how I actually got introdu- introduced to Anita Blake. Oh, wow. Fuck you. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Okay, so I've been trying to like kind of reread those books mm-hmm. because I remember way back when I first started, it was like, oh, this is actually pretty good, right? Yeah. And then I got like a couple books in, I'm like, oh, it's all porn now. Oh, and yeah, no, it's it's straight smut. It's just really. It could have been so good. It could have been, but I mean, people like sex. That's why Fifty Shades of Grey is a thing. Ugh. It it was Twilight fan fiction. It was. Oh no! Oh no! I read the predecessor to Twilight. Yeah, yeah. That's horrible. Well, okay. So, what was the hor- first horror movie you remember seeing? Poltergeist. Oh, I fucking hate that movie. It's so scary. Like the the I can't remember if it was the first or the second one. It's the one where they're in the pool and all those skeletons start popping up. Ooh. And I remember reading years and years later that the skeletons were real and the cast got sick. Yeah, like I, yeah. Um, when I heard that they were remaking the Poltergeist, I was like, cool, there are too many actors in Hollywood. Let's just thin them out. <sighs> did you see the remake? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. I did not care for it. Really? It just, you know, I don't know. I like my Carol Ann Blonde. Uh, yeah, okay. okay I'll, I'll give you that. But, I mean, at least this one's still alive. So... Speaking of Poltergeist, one of the guys that worked on Poltergeist, I think he directed it, wrote or directed it, Gil Keenan. Mm-hmm. He is going to be, he's co-writing Ghostbusters 3. Have you heard about this? No, I didn't. Okay. You didn't hear about this? No, no, no. What's up with Ghostbusters okay, 3? Okay, okay, okay. So a few days ago on the internet, 
I'm like going through my Google News and it's, you know, it's timed up so it filters out things I like, which Ghostbusters happens to usually be on there. Mm -hmm. And it's like, Jason Reitman is going to be doing Ghostbusters 3. And I'm not even clicking on the article because I know the rest of the Ghostbusters internet fandom is like, ha ha ha, Jason Reitman, you're so dumb. You're not going to do that. That's not happening. Because after the 2016 version, would you really? I would be extremely surprised to see Ghostbusters 3. So, okay, after the 2016 version, I... I, I don't know if um, if the cast wants to do it. Uh, uh, Good I luck mean, getting Bill Murray back. Bill Murray said he would do it if he dies within the first 10 minutes, which in yes. the movie he was there for 10 minutes and then fell out a window. He died. True. So if they can, if they go with the original plot that they were talking about of like, you know, the, the old school Ghostbusters coming up, trying to train a new team, Bill Murray dies, comes back as a ghost training them. Yeah, I can I can see them pulling it off. Yeah, uh, you know, it's sort of like, who are you going to get back? Well, we don't, we know Ernie Hudson's only like driving the Ecto one to cons at this point, oh, so yeah, he doesn't. No. He he's got a he's got a, a clear a, a clear schedule, and yeah. we know we know Dan Aykroyd has to do it because making vodka and whatever else he's making doesn't take that much effort. No, and then Bill like Bill Murray's just showing up to frat parties, like yeah, they all the eighties guys made their money, and that's it. Yeah, pretty much. So. You know, they put out this article about Jason Reitman doing mm-hmm. Ghostbusters 3, which, you know, from what I remember, was supposed to be Ghostbusters in Hell, which I'm down for. Okay. But, you know, nobody believed it. And then the next day, they drop a teaser trailer. No, I, sw- wow. I fucking swear. Okay. I saw it yesterday. I was like, I don't, I don't understand what's happening. So it's coming out in summer of 2020. I'm just, blo- I'm like... They came out like they just dropped this huge bomb on all the Ghostbusters nerds out there. Okay, so who are they going to get for the new guys? I mean, Ryan Reynolds. He's the epitome of he smart probably, ass. Well, you know, I mean, we need somebody. You know, we got to have Oscar because like Oscar. Okay. Yeah. Oscar right now is slightly older than 30. Like he's about 30 some odd years old, mm-hmm. which makes me feel extremely old. <laughs> So, yeah, I could see Ryan Reynolds playing Oscar. Yeah. But then, you know, we've got to fill out the rest of the cast. And I feel like, you know, Rick Moranis recently came out of retirement. Ah, uh, yeah, I heard oh, about that. Oh, he was keeping it on the download this whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so um, him and, Jan- you know, Lewis and Janine's kid could be in there. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, Lewis and Janine's kid is going to be, like, the Ray. Like, she's going to, like, it's going to be a girl and it's going to be, like, a, like, She'll be like super kind of like she'll be like a ghost weeb. So I should mention that in this teaser trailer, we didn't really see anything. We saw this old farmhouse and then we saw the Ecto-1 in this old farm and then somebody fucking around with one of the proton packs and you could hear it like firing up. Hmm. So could be her. Yeah. Or Um, see, I could see uh, like Janine's kid coming out as like a super badass. Yeah. Like, the complete opposite of her parents. True, true. Because, yeah. I mean, movie tropes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think uh, that, you know, of course, I mean, if we're going to go with Oscar, then we have to also finally cement the fact that, you know, Oscar has to be Venkman's kid. Oh, yeah. So that would have to get Bill Murray back somehow so we can have the arc. Mm-hmm. But then we've also got, you know, if, you know, we have to, if we have to, like, start over with a new team, we need two, two other Ghostbusters. Right. I feel like Ray probably had a one night stand with some gal 
and like got her pregnant but he's trying to be like super good dad and like shows up to all the kids like soccer games and shit but the kid thinks he's like he's like always embarrassed being around him because like you know it's Ray. Oh, okay, what about that weird dream, dream sequence where Ray was? I getting, know, yeah, yeah. I know. Like, what if it's half goes half human? Oh my god! <laughs> I, that's what I, yeah, that's what I thought too. So, and then we've got Winston. You know, Winston just went and had a fucking normal family. Oh yeah. Yeah, no, he's good. But I, I like to think that you know, like his kid is probably going to be the Egon. Like mm-hmm. it's going to be like uh, Shooty from Black Panther. And okay. she's going to be the one that's doing all the tweaking with the with the uh, the proton packs and whatnot. I would be totally fine with this lineup. Yeah. I mean, again, as long as Ryan Reynolds isn't it. Because, I mean, he, he's voicing Pikachu right now. That's... Well, you know, he's got kids. I mean, you got to... You know, Ghostbusters is kid-friendly, except for the ghost beach. Yeah. I mean, other than that. Mm. Uh, but I do want to yeah. see one thing. Hmm. I want to see... Sigourney Weaver like channeling Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween 2018 where she's like a survivalist like deus ex Dana Barrett okay so you want um I want all of these things Jamie Curtis Halloween mixed with like Final Destination where every little thing spooks her and she's got you know she's very twitchy and a tuna can rolls and she's you know taking an AK to the tuna can yes this is what I want because I want her you know I want to see a little bit of Ripley in there yeah I mean, like, I know that she said that she would play Ripley again in Aliens as long as the movie didn't take place on Earth, which makes me want to flip a table. Because I'm like... Yeah. I, I think the only Aliens that we got on Earth were AVP. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I was not a fan of those movies. Uh, the first one was all right, but second one's boo-hoo-hoo. Yeah. So I had to share the Ghostbusters news because, yeah, like, I keep, I keep telling people about it and they're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> And I know I like I know I'm not imagining it. it's on the internet. It wasn't like a fever dream or. <laughs> I wonder sometimes. Yeah. All right. So, when did you first see The Conjuring? Oh, right when I came out. In the theater. Uh yeah. Okay. And what was your response to it, like seeing it for the first time, especially with the crowd? Man, so, like I said, I've always been into horror movies, and there was a lull from I want to say. It started in the early 90s, where mm-hmm. all the horror movies were the exact same, you know, cookie cutter, this happens, this happens, they vanquish the whatever, and then at the end of the movie, it happens again. Yeah. And it's like, oh, totally open for a sequel. With The Conjuring, I got excited because it reminded me of the old school ghost movies. The, um, you know, the parts where they're in the attic mm-hmm. playing hide and seek and clapping. And it's, oh, that it's was very, creepy. Exactly. It's creepy. It's suspenseful. And it didn't have too many jump scares. The jump scares that it did have, I think, were well warranted. Yes. Uh, did you have more jump scares with the first or the second Conjuring? Uh, I think the second Conjuring, they, they tried too hard. That, yeah. That, that's what it was, is they tried to, you know, hammer home the, oh, it's a ghost. This is true. Although, <laughs> the one of the ones that really got me bad was uh, when the dog was, like, ringing the bell and then the dog unfolds and it's the fucking crooked man. I oh, was yeah. like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Just, I was like, uh, I didn't the, see that. So the, the one that bothered me was when she was in the crawl space all messed up. Right. <laughs> She's all, give me a cookie. And <laughs> bolted. It's like, geez. Ugh. Yeah, that's true. Um, you know, again, we're like, we have to cover this, of course. Like, mm-hmm. 
the Conjuring Two is the same as the Conjuring One. Yeah, oh yeah. it's it's the Ghostbusters Two to this movie. Yeah. It's Conjuring Two Electric Boogaloo. Yes, it's, story beats are all the same. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's like you've got like you've got the pores that are being haunted by something, uh, and, yeah. and they can't afford to move. <laughs> But, I mean, to be fair, so that became a horror trope with Amityville Horror. Yeah. Was, you know, oh, we're going to throw all of our money into a house, and now we can't move. Like, I have, I have a certain rules to live by. Don't mm-hmm. throw all your money into a house. If your child starts speaking Latin, get rid of the child. <laughs> um, <coughs> same thing if you find a box, and it's got some sort of writing. Don't, don't open fucking box. open it. Yeah, exactly. Any book made out of human skin, leave it be. Yep. That's it. Or burn it. Mm. Oh, no, because you're still interfering with it. (laughs) Yeah, no, just. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's it's got all the same beats. You Mm -hmm. know, it's it's just. (sighs) I'm trying because it's like it's always somebody being like, you know, it's always somebody being haunted by something. And the haunting just kind of builds and builds and builds until the warrants have to get involved. And then whatever happens I mean at least in the Conjuring 1 there was a story behind it the Conjuring yeah. 2 was I, I'm done with the Conjuring 2 like I watched <laughs> it last night and I was like fuck this movie because literally the whole thing is being orchestrated by Valak yeah that's it and you know what it, did you see the nun no I did not okay that is the backstory of Valak basically Okay, so, like, way back in the day, Lorraine mm-hmm. was going to be a nun, and mm-hmm. she was known as Sister Irene, and this is revealed at the end of the movie, blah, blah, blah. And so she has to battle Valak in The Nun when she's younger, but for some reason, she doesn't have any memory of this in The Conjuring 2, doesn't fucking talk to Ed about it. And, you know, because, like, after seeing The Nun and watching Conjuring 2, there are some, there, you know, there are some plot holes in there. It's, it's insidious. I didn't watch any of those movies. Oh, yeah. no. I know. I should. Blatant plot holes. And actually, I think uh, the guy that played Ed Warren is an insidious. He is. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, I think it's like that guy, the guy that played Norman Bates' mom in the Bates show. Like, they're oh. just going through trying to hit every horror movie, hmm. like just as a cameo, maybe show up. Okay. Was um, the, the gal, the, uh, the gal in Insidious, the older gal, Lynn Shea? Mm. She was the, the one, Which the psychic one? gal or whatever oh, yeah. the fuck? yeah. I didn't know she was in Bates Motel. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Man, she's all over the place. Like, she's been, like, having this crazy renaissance for some reason. It, yeah, what it, I mean, I, she sacrificed a goat over a brass bowl, and now now she's got a career for the next ten years. And It's fine with me. I mean, I mean she was a teacher in Nightmare on Elm Street. And mm-hmm. Crazy. And she was in Midnight Man with Robert Englund. That was actually a really decent movie. Surprisingly. Because, you know, Robert England movies were like, mm, hit or miss. Oh, yeah. No. Um, what was it? Uh, but uh, was Insidious directed by James Wan? I can't quite remember because I never saw those movies. That, that's, I think the first two were, and then they just went off the rails. Mm, fair enough. Um, so Conjuring 2. It bugged the hell out of me. For the simple fact of the entire movie is based off of this one picture. Okay, you know which picture I'm talking about, where the girls are obviously jumping on the bed. Mm-hmm. And they take a picture and say, oh, they're floating. Mm-hmm. Why? They're jumping on the bed. There's no... <sighs> well, I know there are recordings of the Enfield haunting, which they have them on YouTube. So, But at the same time, it's like I'm watching these two girls get interviewed, and they're kind of like giggling to themselves. I'm thinking, this doesn't seem legitimate. No. A lot of this stuff, unfortunately, that the Warrens did wasn't legitimate. No, essentially they are charlatans. You know, I hate to, you know, 
Sorry for anybody getting offended who's like in love with the Warrens, but that's kind of the way it is, you know? If you're offended, I've read all their books. Like, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of their legitimate stuff. Everything else, just not so much. I mean, they do have their little museum, but uh, yeah. currently, I went to the website, it's currently closed due to zoning restrictions. Um, so the zoning restrictions, um, we were talking about this earlier, Zach mm. Baggins. He's slowly but surely buying everything out of the Warren's Museum. Because really? The, yeah, the son doesn't want it. Weird. I think he had, um, there was an episode where he actually had the Annabelle Raggedy Ann doll. Oh, yeah, you know, and I, you know. I have my own problems with Annabelle in general because that thing, okay, did you, it's like, it looks like, it looks like the Wendy's logo, but a tranny. And I'm sorry if anybody's offended by tranny. It's just, that's just what it looks like, guys. It, it did. And so you see. The Raggedy Ann doll is much scarier. Yeah. You see the actual Raggedy Ann doll and it's giant and you're like, oh, okay, that's unsettling. Yes. And then you see the Annabelle doll and you're like, no, that's, that's, that's not okay. Oh, <laughs> that's like what you wake up next to after a really long night of drinking. Man, I'm not, uh, dude. Somebody prove me wrong. Anybody? <sighs> yeah, that it. Uh, and it doesn't do anything. It's not Chucky. It barely does anything in those movies. What? It just teleports from room to room. Okay, that's real scary. I think I got through the fast half, or like the first half, where she got drug, like she was pregnant, and got drugged mm-hmm. through the kitchen, and it caught fire, and I I couldn't get through the movie. For the first Annabelle. Yeah. I mean, the beginning of Annabelle was like really disturbing because there were those there were like cult members that broke into their house and shit mm-hmm. but then it's like once you actually get into the whole haunted doll thing no it's like james wan has a puppet fetish yeah he does yeah <laughs> ever see dead silence that movie is unwatchable uh, that's yes. night of the dummy <laughs> all over again ah uh, goosebumps oh god uh, i would rather read night <clears throat> of the dummy yeah but no really it's like dude i have serious i have serious questions about james wan as puppet fetish like he, they're all over the place why because that horror movies now are more focusing on phobias okay you have the doll phobia you've got clown phobia you've got you know they're, they're trying to target certain like a certain demographic mm-hmm. and to me in the beginning it was just sprinkled with okay we're going to try ghosts and monsters and then death is after you and they kind of just weeded out, you know, oh, these people are afraid of clowns and these people are afraid of dolls. And make it make yeah. it a clown doll. Exactly. Yeah, Annabelle. Yeah, clown doll or, I mean, friggin' poltergeist. That damn thing reaching under the bed. I actually don't find the clown and poltergeist as scary as the tree. The tree is much scarier to me because you're having a lightning storm. And I mean, yeah, that's scary and shit. But then all of a sudden, the tree outside your window comes to life and starts eating you. I, I can't, like, my brain can't actually deal with that level of irrationality. <laughs> I can deal with, like, a clown coming to life and trying to strangle me. I can I can beat a clown up. <laughs> I can't beat a tree up. That's not the one that bothered me. The braces. The Oh, poltergeist, too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. dude. Oh, that was, tr- Ugh, not good either. Yeah. Oh. So, conjuring. I know. We, keep, we get off yeah. track here. Oh, yeah. It's fine. Um, the, I, the, the first one was good. Yeah, it, I mean, because we had a story. Exactly. There was a story. The only part that bothered me was the end with the whole possession thing and, you know, the the, the light coming into the attic <laughs> out of nowhere. And, you know, like, we get it. God, cool. Hitting it a little too hard. Yeah. Also, I mean, 
I don't. I feel like Lily Taylor was the right person to be Carolyn Perrin, though. Yes. But it's weird because she hadn't aged since I saw her in The Haunting, which was like 20 years prior. Man, I, I've been trying to remember for like years what I saw her in first. You're welcome. That's <laughs> yes. what that's what everybody remembers Lily Taylor from. Yes. That movie is also garbage. Yes. Don't get me started on The Haunting of Hill House. That's another thing. Uh, no, I think she's the right choice for that role. Mm-hmm. But, you know, again, it's sort of like the parents didn't actually, you know, they get, didn't get anything solved. Roger no. Perrin kicked the Warrens out after uh, Carolyn had some sort of fucking shit fit. Yeah. And they lived there for like another 10 years before they were able to move out. And then, oh, the hauntings are gone. Cool. Yeah. Thanks, Ed and Lorraine. You guys are the best. It, it just, it took them 10 years. It was yeah. a slow burn, like slow burn exorcism. Right. <laughs> I know. And then they write them a letter. You're welcome. <laughs> I know. Have you, have you seen a, have you seen a napkin move? No? Cool. <laughs> that was us. It was all yeah. us. Yeah. I, I very much feel like Ed and Lorraine Warren were the people that walked in the room and said, yeah, we battle ghosts. And someone's like, well, I haven't seen a ghost. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. And then, you know, it's like Ed Warren actually had more of a character in the conjuring in the first conjuring. Like he seemed more like a real person. Mm-hmm. But then in the conjuring, too, he's just channeling Mike Brady. Yes. And like the cadence itself. And I mean, I know we have the Brady bunch in like one scene playing on a TV, but I really don't think Patrick Wilson was patterning his 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 acting after not Gary Cole. That was the guy from the movies. Robert Reed. That was yeah. the guy from the first one. OK, he might have been. I mean, so Conjuring 2 very much was let's let's talk about family. Family is important. So he may have just watched a bunch of Brady Bunch and said, OK, this is the the you know epitome of family. And uh, I have to be like the dad. Forget the fact that the actor was super gay. Oh, yeah. Like, Didn't he die of AIDS also? Yes. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. R.I.P.D. Robert Reed. Yeah. I mean, just. I don't think Robert Reed was really interested in being on the Brady Bunch. It was probably like more of a paycheck issue for him. Yeah. No. You know? he, uh, he. I mean, he even said that he was just doing it for the paycheck and he hated the scenes with. Uh, oh, what's her name? Florence the, the Anderson. Mom. Yeah. Florence Anderson. Oh, what a shame. They, they didn't get along on set. and Yeah. Yeah. I always get her confused with Shirley Jones. But I know that's the Partridge family, so. Yeah. The, I think uh, it's, I hope it is. Shirley Jones, Partridge family, it sounds about right. Well, somebody Google and let us know. Jay, can you Google the Partridge family, play, find out who plays the mom so I don't sound like an asshole? I mean, more than I usually do. So, <clears throat> sorry guys, I'm still kind of sick. I'm going to try not to hack a loogie on this microphone. Uh, but... Like, it's so weird. In The Conjuring 1 and the two and 2, Ed has to go and, like, fix shit when they're going, when they're investigating things. And yeah. just, why? They're paying so much more attention to these families that are being haunted. Oh, yes, I was right, Shirley Jones. The, than their own daughter, yeah, which is it, weird. The, the, I, I mean, the daughter just kind of bailed. Like, she was there for a little bit in the yeah. beginning, and then we don't see her for most of the movie, and then they're heading back to, uh, they're on a train back to America. And I don't think the daughter was there. I think no, she was no, just she like was back at home. home. Yeah. yeah, and it's like the second one was more about Lorraine having premonitions about Ed dying, but then the first one was about Lorraine having premonitions about Judy dying. So yeah. okay. I mean, she... you know, it's it's all the same. Like if you you know it's if you've seen either one of those movies, you've seen the other. Exactly. And they're supposed to be doing a Conjuring three. For what? Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> 
I don't know what haunting that could be. I mean, uh, I know that they're supposed to be working on one for the main continuity. But then they're also supposed to be trying to work on a spinoff for the Crooked Man. For... For the con- from the, the Conjuring too, and that's the, also the problem I have with these movies. Is that fucking all the both of the movies are just vehicles for spinoffs, and I'm like, just fucking give me a story. Yeah, it's so okay. Yeah, the Conjuring one was a spinoff, I guess for Annabelle. For Annabelle. Yeah. And then the Nun, and now they're gonna, for like, two. Yeah. Yeah. Then they're going to do like, but the Crooked Man didn't have like they the Crooked Man wasn't anything. Yeah, like he went. They went through his story. He didn't have a story. He wasn't anything. He was just Valak pretending to be the fucking crooked man. That's no, the problem. No, it was. Well, wasn't it Valak making like making this this dead old guy do stuff? Like he he died lonely, and Valak was just all like, "Hey, why don't you go fuck with this little girl for a little bit?" Yeah. Like, and then also pretending to be the crooked man, kind of. But I don't understand yeah. where the crooked man actually comes into the plot. You know, like because it's not really it's not really specific on whether Bill Wilkins, that old man, is pretending to be the crooked man or what? Because it's like both at the same time. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I thought Bill Wilkins was the crooked man, though. I thought I thought that that's what they were saying. Maybe, but I didn't get that. I mean, I just thought it was like, this was this dude that had a hemorrhage and died in his chair. Mm-hmm. And then for some reason, they still have the chair. Uh, yeah, no, fuck that. Sorry, I know. I did, nope. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, That's why you don't pick up mattresses off the side of the road. Well, yeah. Somebody could have died and you don't want to, you know, demon orgy. Demon bed bugs. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, apparently the gal, um, Peggy Hodgson, the, the mother of everyone in uh, Conjuring 2, mm-hmm. real life Peggy Hodgson, died in that chair 40 years later. Yeah, see, no, just but get rid of the chair. Just get rid of the chair. Why would you keep that? Well, I'm wondering if the chair's still there, though. And people just keep dying. Yeah. <laughs> no, everyone's afraid to move it. <laughs> uh, Tries to bite him if they try if they move it at all. Oh God! So I watched uh, the house with the clock in the walls. Oh, how was that? I wanted to see that. I enjoy it. It's okay. very fun and whimsical. But there's a chair in there that's that's like a dog, and it's all happy and. But wouldn't it try to bite you at some point? No, no, it, it it's like a Labrador. You can't. But I don't want a chair trying to jump on my lap. How bad does it hurt when it tries to hump your leg? Like, is it a recliner? Because like yes. your leg's gonna snap in two. <laughs> I mean, that brings up issues with Beauty and the Beast now. Oof! Didn't watch that. Have no intention to. I saw the cartoon. That's fine. Uh, I, I mean, even seeing the cartoon, every all the inanimate objects are alive. So, I mean, you're taking like your a bath. souls are stuck there. Yeah, but you take a bath. Yeah, no, like, just if you really think about the implications of all that. Yeah. Like, what a horrible life. I was thinking about that with Beetlejuice earlier. Okay. Okay, because you know how anybody that kills themselves ends up being civil servants in the afterlife? Mm Mm-hmm. And then there's that point where Juno's talking about working with Beetlejuice, and I'm like, was he a client, or did Beetlejuice kill himself? Because that got really dark all of a sudden. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Beetlejuice had... A lot of really dark implications. Yeah, I um, feel like it would have been a drug overdose. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or you know, mobster make, shot. Yeah. yeah. Maybe. Um, but yeah, they're doing Beetlejuice too. So. Don't say that. <laughs> Please. Ha- ha- have you not seen the stuff for that? Like, I've heard about it. Yeah. I'm not gonna believe shit until they give me a teaser trailer. Uh, or something. The only thing left. Is it Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian after all? Oh jeez. 
it's Beetlejuice versus Ernest. Oh, I, yeah. <laughs> have you seen the Ballad of Buster Scruggs, dude? That's that's yes. That's basically the reincarnation of, of Ernest P. Worrell. Um, so the only thing I want from Michael Keaton now, he has hit that age to where he can be Bruce Wayne again yes. in Batman Beyond. Yes. Get I it. saw that meme too. <laughs> I I completely agree with you. Like I. I've been saying that since he did a Hawkman, Birdman, Birdman, Birdman. Yeah, where he pretty much played Batman. Yes. And it, it's just okay, cool. He can now do it. You know, no one saw Birdman coming. It was just like, boom, Michael Keaton's famous again. Yeah. And it was then, like, he was like exiled from Hollywood after like fucking multiplicity, and nobody heard about him. Do you blame Hollywood? No, I yeah. saw White Noise. Uh, so did I. It was, uh-huh. I uh, <laughs> Any ghost movie that comes out, like like ghost movies, are my jam. I I, okay. I enjoy like I even liked Ouija. All right. The first I, one. I didn't see the first one. I heard the second one was better. So I was on Netflix mm-hmm. and I saw Ouija three, right? Like okay. the Charlie Charlie game or, or Charlie Charlie Challenger or whatever the fuck. Okay. I go and I watch it. There's no Ouija board in it. No, it, so... None. The, the Charlie Charlie is apparently you take a piece of paper, write yes, no, put two pencils, and it moves back and forth. It's, yeah, that's fucking dumb. Yeah, it, it it's a newer quote-unquote ghost game, but the original Ouija was okay. It was, you know, girl putting in an asylum, and she's driven crazy by this Ouija board. And, okay. I mean, not even really an asylum. It's like a group of college kids stick her in a room and study her. Wow, okay. From the 70s, and it's, it, of course, the tagline is based on a true story. So it was Texas Chainsaw Massacre. <clears throat> yeah. Now, the second one actually had a plot, and it was like, you mm-hmm. know, it was a family that, that lived in a house, and the mother was a fake medium, and, okay. you know, they found a Ouija board in this house, and there, there are certain rules, you know, always say goodbye, don't play on a graveyard, stuff like that. So, and it turned out to be a prequel to the first one? That's weird. Yeah. That's essentially what happened with Annabelle Creation. It was a prequel sequel. I don't like that. Okay. That's, okay, that's one of those horror trends I dislike very much. Yeah. Like, it's a sequel to this movie, but it's a prequel. I mean, we've had those before. It's not like anything brand new. You know, like Ginger Snaps. You know, we had Ginger Snaps 3, and that was a prequel. That's fine. Um, But, I mean, besides that, it's like... We're retconning everything now. So is Everything's con- getting retconned. Is Conjuring 3 going to be a sequel? I hope so. Because, I mean, at this point, they, it should be taking place in the 80s, and they can bank on the Stranger Things yeah. wave. So, I mean, so they, the first one, the beginning of it, touched on, uh, yeah, the, the Annabelle case. The yeah. second one, in the beginning, they touched on the Amityville horror yeah. thing. And with, whatever with, the crooked man is, whatever that whatever that motherfucker is. Yeah, whether or not it's Bill Wilkins or you know uh, the nun or you know whoever. If they up. can make a fucking story out of it, good luck, guys. <sighs> yeah, it's it, again. You said you hadn't seen Insidious, but it, you know the first two were really good, and then the third one. It, in the, I want to say the end of the first one, a main character dies, and then somehow she's in the second one, and the third one, and the fourth one. Oh, that's Lin Shea, though, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I, no, remember, I, yeah. I know I've heard Lin Shea dies in the first one, but then it's just like, we love Lin Shea now. Yeah, and she's just always there. Well, I mean, didn't wasn't Insidious put out by New Line Cinema? Yes. Well, she's Bob Shea's sister. Mm. He was the CEO for a long time. 
Damn you, Bob Shay! Yeah. No. Fucking hell. Uh, I mean, I'm not going to say anything. I love her as an actress. Okay. I'm just saying nepotism. But yeah, uh, so The Conjuring, Insidious, and there was one other, I think it was called Sinister. I saw both of the Sinister movies. Okay, so did I. Yeah. I was so bored until that slow motion weird kid run <laughs> where it just showed uh, Ethan Hawke. Uh-huh. And he's just standing there and all of a sudden these kids are running all slow-mo. I, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, it, it, was, it, it, it was unhinged and it didn't, like, I didn't feel okay about it. So it was kind of like when we used to have like shaky ghosts in the late '90s with Dark Castle movies. Yes, exactly. Oh, dude. Yes. Or you know, it's like, oh, you see your friend standing down a hall, and all of a sudden they do that weird spinning neck thing. Yeah, like. Yeah. Nope. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I didn't like the first Sinister. I preferred the second one. Yeah. But you know, like around this time, especially with The Conjuring, I had kind of tuned out from ghost movies because yeah. I had seen like a bunch of really bad ones in the theaters that were all PG-13. And yeah. then The Conjuring was actually the one that brought me back into like more recent horror films and kind yeah. of like restarted everything for me. Exactly. I, I, had, I had dropped out and... Um you know, I went and saw The Conjuring, and then I rented Sinister and the one with Jeffrey Dean Morgan, who I'm still convinced that's the only movie he was in. It was the with the box. Dybbuk. Thank you. I saw that in the theater. Yes. I was really so, hoping for something slightly different, but it wasn't bad. I, yeah, no, it, it wasn't bad at all. Plus, I'm 90% sure that's the only movie that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has been in where he hasn't died. Huh. I don't know enough about his, his work. Uh, every, almost every show he was in, uh, from 2000 on, he died. Same okay. with the movies. Um, there's a big running joke between me and, and Tolkris that Jeffrey Dean Morgan has died for our sins. <laughs> <laughs> because he dies all the time. And it, it started with Supernatural. Oh, God, I need to go and binge that whole series. It'll take me forever, but it's yeah. worth it. Apparently, he's coming back for, like, you know, a very special episode. Oh, <laughs> oh boy. You know what's bad is, did you ever see Freddy's Dead? Yes. Okay, do you remember Carlos, the guy with the hearing aid? Yes. I always get Jeffrey Dean Morgan confused with that actor because that actor's name is Ricky Dean Logan every time. I don't know why. Um, they're, in complete, they're different names except for the middle one. So, it, Jeffrey Dean Morgan looks like two other actors in Hollywood. Okay. And I'm, I'm blanking on their names, but... Every time I see a movie with somebody else, I'm like, oh, it's Jeffrey Dean Morgan. And then they open their mouth. I'm like, no, no, it's not. And the guy <laughs> has an accent. Um, he, uh, the, the guy from No Country for Old Men. Oh. Um, hmm. Well, I have no idea. I've seen a lot of movies. I can't remember anybody's name. So Yeah. No, I've, I've actually gotten the whole thing confused. Like, I, I'm pretty sure in a, on a previous episode... I was talking about the crooked man from Conjuring 2 mm-hmm. because of the spinoff. I was like, yeah, more money for Doug Jones or some bullshit like that. And then I was watching it yesterday. I'm like, that is not Doug Jones. <laughs> that is the other tall motherfucker, yeah. Javier Botet, who, I mean, there are different people. Like Javier Botet actually legit has Marfan syndrome where you have elongated limbs and, mm-hmm. and fingers and whatnot. And, and very creepy. He played Slenderman in the Slenderman movie, which was. How was that? I would rather, like, just 
put a spoon in my eye. I really would. Wow. That, I mean, okay, no lie. If you get really high or really drunk, that's when you should watch that movie because there are some there are some scenes okay. that are outright laughable, and I ruined them for the theater when I went to go see it. Hmm. Uh, but it does have Joey King, who played Christine from The Conjuring, in it. Oh. And she's a very talented actress. She couldn't save that movie. Javier Botet, I couldn't even believe he was in Slenderman because it didn't look like anybody was playing it. It just fucking looked like CG. And he's a really creepy guy. Yeah. Uh, so, I don't know. Ah, I don't know. I think, like, eventually he might get more fame than Doug Jones if he gets legitimate acting jobs instead of just being a monster all the time with no lines. Yeah, but... that I mean... They're, yeah. they're, they're, CGI is getting more and more into everything. I know. I miss the good old days of practical effects. Like, yeah. uh, I was listening to a podcast earlier today where they're talking about Wishmaster. Mm-hmm. That movie has some crazy practical effects. There's also some really bad CGI in there, too. Well, yes. <laughs> but the practical effects, like a skeleton, like comes out of somebody's like body, just like rips out of them. Yeah. And it looked great. What? Oh, man. There, there was a horror movie recently that did nothing but practical offense, uh, effects, no CGI. Hmm. And it, it didn't get that famous. And Was it released in the theater? Or? Yeah, I think so. This year? I mean, last year? Mm, it might have been a couple of years ago. Okay. I feel like right now we're still on the whole, like... We're still... We're kind of getting ready to, like, start writing another wave of horror where it's like... A Quiet Place and Bird Box, those kind of movies. Yeah. I don't, I'm not here for that. I was probably, no. you know, Quiet Place, okay. Bird Box is. I, I can't deal with the movies where you don't actually see what's coming at you. Yeah. Uh, I just, you know, Sandra Bullock is just not that good of an actress. No. I mean, I saw Gravity and it was, it was just like everything goes wrong for Sandra Bullock's character. Yeah. Just like one disaster after another. And I really was hoping she would die, but she didn't. That's every movie she's in. Yeah, that's true. It's Sandra Bullock, a series of unfortunate events. Yeah, I think the only thing I really liked her in was The Heat with Melissa McCarthy. Because she did like a tracheotomy on somebody that didn't need one, and that oh, was yeah. hilarious. <laughs> I mean, everybody could use an extra hole in their throat. This is true. So. I mean, what if that person wants to take up smoking? You don't even like, I mean, you got your stoma <laughs> going and everything. Um, so movies where people can't see what's coming at them, paranormal activity, your thoughts. I don't like found footage. I am not, uh, you know, it's not my, it's not my jam. I saw one of them where I think it was like, uh, not part of the main continuity where it was taking place in, um, some other, I don't think it was Mexico, uh, but it had a Hispanic family in it. And I thought that was interesting. That but was the th- Third or fourth one? I think it was probably the fourth one. The fifth yeah. one was like Ghost Dimension. Because no. those movies... Ghost Dimension was one with the, the Hispanic family, yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that was the one I, I liked. Okay. Uh, I just don't care for them. I mean, what do you think, like, as a fan of ghost movies? Okay, the, the, the first one, super boring. You just get to see somebody's bedroom. Cool. Second one had more cameras, and there's this one part where, you know, the the mom is sitting there, and she's just eating a bowl of cereal, and then the kitchen literally explodes. (laughs) Just all the doors open, all the pots and pans come flying out, huge bang. Like, I almost peed, (laughs) because it is dead-ass quiet, and you're watching some 
you know, just basic bitch eating Fruit Loops, and you're like, okay, cool, and then boom, and she goes hauling ass, tries to go up the stairs, gets pulled back down the stairs. I'm like, like oh. bitch, I said tricks are for kids. <laughs> exactly. So it, it, it made you think that shit only goes down at night. No, this is like 10 a.m. <laughs> Yeah, that would, I mean, that would scare me. Yeah. If it was in the morning, like, I just got up. I haven't made coffee yet. Oh, yeah. I mean, so everything happened at night in all the other movies, and then, you know, as soon as it said, you know, later that night, and it said blah, 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 p.m., I'm like, oh, okay, shit's going to go down. Couple of scenes, you know, blah, 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 10 a.m. I was like, okay, cool. This is a nice, smooth part where I can breathe, and then, boom, fucking kitchen explodes. <laughs> they got me with that one. Were there any parts from The Conjuring that did that to you? Because, you know... The first... Um, yeah, no. Um, where she's in the attic. Like, she's playing that damn hide-and-seek clap bullshit. Mm-mm. Yeah. Nope, nope, she goes in the attic, and it's already scary as shit. And, she, and then I, hands. Yeah, just come out of the wall right behind her and just, you know, tap-tap and... Clap on. Yep. Clap off. Light goes out. You don't know what's happening to her. I, yeah. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, that that is legitimately, yeah, terrifying. So, so like paranormal activity had the 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 jump scares, but for me the Conjuring was again old school horror where it was suspense and everything built up and nothing was, yeah, nothing was too extreme. It was just very subtle crap that happened throughout the movie that just unsettled you. Okay, yeah. Uh, for me, like one of the, you know, one of the, okay, it was uh, the first time it's this, this happened. The first time I saw The Conjuring 2, this one scene really got me. And then I watched it yesterday and I was like, <laughs> okay, so you know the scene where uh, Lorraine is in the study and she's looking at the painting of Valak mm-hmm. and then Valak's, you just see fingers, right? Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's creepy. And then all of a sudden, it's like Valak races towards her with the picture frame. Yes. And I mean, the first time you see that, I was like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> but then the second time you see it, it's hilarious. And I can't, that would be the best Halloween costume. Just to be like the nun with a picture frame and then chasing people around. I think I've seen that. Like, at, at people at horror cons, just Aww. dressed up as the nun with a picture frame. Oh, that would be great. Um <sighs> No, The Conjuring 2, what creeped me out is that scene where they are recording the little girl, and you can just see in the back, like, she's out of focus. Yeah. And you can yeah, see in the back see. as she turns into into the, quote, Crooked Man or Valak or Ronald McDonald. Like, you can't see what's going on. Yeah. But she just turns into that, and it's very fuzzy and talking all evil, and then you see her, like, morph back and everything's good. Yeah, I was too distracted by Patrick Wilson's, like, sideburns. <laughs> Because he's like seriously, there's some hardcore Elvis ha- Elvis oh, yeah. channeling happening as well. No, The Conjuring Three is just going to be on his shoulders, kind of waved <laughs> out, and each movie it's going to no. get longer until. No, he's going to have like a, a like an '80s mullet for oh, The Conjuring God. Three. I swear. I don't think Ed Warren ever did the mullet, but I mean, he did go everywhere dressed as a priest, just minus the collar. Yeah, um, I saw a picture of him, and I was yeah. like. Is that Father John Ritter? They don't, like, the actor looks nothing like the real guy. Yeah, like, they took some serious creative liberties with with Ed Warren. Like, Lorraine, I can see. Ed Warren, holy hell. Lorraine was fine. They should have gotten Danny DeVito to play Ed Warren. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. Uh, Just put him on a box and just stand him next to Vera Farmiga. We'll be good. (laughs) Oh, shit, this place is haunted. Let's get out of here. No. No, Danny, that's not your line. (laughs) It's always sunny in The Conjuring. Yeah. Oh, shit. Ah, fuck. Well, I mean, we kind of have to start wrapping up. Okay. But 
We haven't really talked about the movie's plots. It's sort of like family gets haunted, Warren saved the day and banished the demon, even though that doesn't happen in real life. So yeah. there you go, Internet. Yeah, that, I mean, that that's the plots. Um, there are documentaries all over YouTube about it, you know, the true story of The Conjuring, just like it happened with the true story of Amityville Horror. Mm-hmm. Um, Ed and Lorraine Warren, their books are still selling, but it's it's really just a series of short stories and... Yeah. Well, I mean, I'd still recommend both movies. Uh, I like the continuity, honestly, except for Annabelle. Fuck that. Yeah. I, um, the I nun's kind of stupid. You ever see Demon Knight? Yes. Okay, then you've seen the nun. Oh, good. Yeah, that's how <laughs> that's how the nun ends. So just there a you gender go. swapped. <laughs> no, I mean you, you know, it's, I mean you still got like some chick spitting the blood of Christ in the demon's face. It's just. Vera Farmiga's little sister. What no, no, sh- seriously. Okay. Like, Vera Farmiga's little sister mm-hmm. plays young Lorraine. Okay. Swear to God. And then basically spits the blood of Christ into the face of Valak, and that's how she banishes Valak. They're, they're doing blood of Christ body shots. Dude, okay, as soon as you introduce the blood of Christ, that's immediately where I thought this movie was going, was Demon Knight. Okay. And that's what happened. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, at, at least it's... Uh, along the same lines. Wow, I'm so glad I didn't go see that movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, we have a review on it. You could just listen to me and tell Chris Bitch about it. It's fine. Oh, man. And uh, for some reason, this is 25 years before The Conjuring 2 events. Mm-hmm. So somehow Valak came back from being banished to back to hell by the blood of Christ. I feel, no, <laughs> no. At that, no, you don't get to come back from that. I don't care how powerful. Like, you're not the devil. You're just a fucking lower class demon. That makes me think now. So you have to have a prepared bag for, like, in case shit goes wrong. Like, a survival guy. Like a bug out bag. (laughs) Yeah, but like a paranormal bug out bag. So do I need to make Blood of Christ jello shots now for, like, just such an occasion to where I can just pop that swish and spit? You do that for Halloween. Yeah, man. That'd be perfect. Oh, man. Okay. Well, I mean, I'm going to recommend the movie anyway, both of those. But what about yourself? Uh, definitely see the first one. I think you could skip the second one and be okay. Yeah. Um, it's the Ghostbusters too. It's actually a Christmas horror movie. It takes place during Christmas. If anybody wants to be seasonally appropriate. Yeah, but I'm convinced it's always Christmas in England. So, <laughs> like, yeah. it, it could have been the middle of June and they just had the Christmas tree up. Okay. All right. Well, I do have one final question because mm-hmm. we've been talking about the Warrens and okay. you know they've got their cute little museum and shit yeah and if you were a cursed object what kind of cursed object would you be and what would you do mm, I would probably be like a light switch okay S- something simple <laughs> I'm just picturing a light switch with your face on it oh, right yeah. now it's great <laughs> just big old smiling thumbs up <laughs> um so what I would do is just whenever you turn the light switch off, a light somewhere in America turns off. <laughs> and, like, it's very subtle. It doesn't do anything in your house. So you're just flicking it on and <laughs> yeah. off. Yeah, so, I mean, like, literally, you are responsible for just fucking with some family in Nebraska. <laughs> That's what it would be. Like. All right. Okay. I would probably be, like, a haunted dildo or a haunted vibrator mm-hmm. that... Like, every time you used it, you would have the craziest orgasms, right? Okay. The best. And you could use it on any part of your body. Okay. But every time you used it, you would shit yourself. Is it really worth it? 
Um, so, okay, like how much are tarps? <laughs> I think they're probably pretty cheap. I yeah. mean, you could always just get a, you know, get the hose on it afterward. And d- does Walmart look at you funny if you buy it in bulk? Like, is that something you that's, pick up at Sam's? Yes, that's, that's something you have to order online from Amazon, have that delivered. That way nobody gives you the weird look. Deliver, to, deliver it to your neighbor's house. Preferably, and yes. And you just, yeah, walk across and get it. Yeah. Okay, so haunted dildo, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right, well, you know, that's pretty much for it for us this week, guys. Uh, but... Uh, we do have to congratulate Mark on getting engaged a few days ago. Yay! Congratulations! <laughs> Thank you. I'm so happy for you. So am I. You motherfucker, you could have done on the podcast. We could have gotten some ratings. Oh, yeah. It's no. fine. It's fine. It was no. just like the dude. Like, I had a friend who had a baby three days before we recorded. I'm like, bitch, could have had that baby on the air. Like, female friend? Like, she, she had no, the baby? No, no, okay. it was him. It was, okay. it was okay. a he. Okay. Yeah, okay. no. Gotcha. Yeah. Wait, no, he had the baby. Yeah, he had the baby. He so pushed he was, it out of his urethra. <laughs> I was going to say, if he was on the podcast, then yes. And, yeah. you know, fuck him for not getting you that rating. So yeah, I know, right? Giving birth. Yeah. All right. Um, but thank you for joining us for the first week of our Love Hurts Month. And uh, as usual, go follow us on the social medias, the Instagrams, the Twitters, the Facebooks, anything. Uh, you can also send us an email at shibijibis at outlook.com. But for now oh shit i forgot all right i'm sorry guys i I can't say stay creepy anymore because i know this podcast is running long shut up jay so if y'all remember if anybody's listening we had a guest on our krampus episode named matt ortiz who was amazing and he also writes for the nightmare on film street uh website and he told me about them and i was like oh that sounds cool i'm gonna check out their podcast And I got around to checking out their podcast. And at the end, John and Kim say, stay creepy also. And I was like, fuck, parallel thought. Because I like legit never heard of them before December. And we've been doing this podcast since April of fucking 2018. So I can't use that tagline anymore. But I do encourage anybody that's listening to this to go check out their podcast. It's really fun. They do head to head episodes with one horror movie versus another horror movie a lot of times. Highly recommend it. But we need a new tagline. So for now, I'm just going to say until next week, maintain the strangeness. And if y'all want to suggest something better, please do. All right, bye.